Welcome back, everybody, to a very special Super Wild Card edition of The Spectators. We're going over all the games from this weekend. Looking forward to the divisional round. My name is Julian Osius. I'm here at Brooklyn. What's going on, buddy? Yo, yo, yo. What's good, bro? How you doing? We're doing good. We got just so much football this weekend. A lot, bro. It was fun. I really, really enjoyed the triple back-to-back triple header. It was dope. Yeah, it, it, it was definitely really cool. The whole day was going on. Uh, it sucked because if you wanted to watch it all, you just had two days sucked right from your from your hands and just taken from you. But at the same <laughs> time, it was a lot of – it was just really fun. And not all the games were super com- <clears throat> super competitive, but just the, the idea that there's six opportunities for playoff football in one – in two days – like a you, you can't ask for anything fun. better than that as a football fan. Yeah, certainly a lot of fun. That extra team in each division is all, or in each conference too, is also really nice. You get a whole extra fan base that cares a little bit more for one more week in a season. Just, Pretty just cool a stuff. little bit more before they get their heart broken. Little. Yeah, and and they certainly did. They <laughs> they certainly did. Um, <laughs> so we're gonna start off with the first game of the weekend. We'll just go through chronological. Uh, Colts-Bills, probably the best game of the weekend to start it off. Facts. Uh, came out firing. I <clears throat> We talked about it before, too. I actually thought this was going to be a good game. And I, I, I think we both kind of predicted it was going to go exactly how it did. Where yeah. it was going to be a good game all the way through. Eventually, the Colts offense just wouldn't be able to keep up. The Bills were going to just outlast them a little bit <clears throat> and wind up winning by two scores. They eventually did that. And, I mean, Josh Allen looked really, really good. Yeah, man, like he always does. Like, he, he just keeps on impressing me week after week after week, man. Like, big shout-out to this kid. He he gets it done. But you also got to give big props to the vet on the other side, Phillip Rivers. That, that boy yeah, Phillip River, Rivers very quietly had a very, very impressive year. Um, yeah. Not not impressive in, like, he looked like a world beater at any point in time. But this was him coming into a new situation after kind of falling out with his longtime team. There was questions whether or not he was going to retire, all that. And he, he pretty confidently showed that he deserves to still be a starting quarterback in this league. He's not really a franchise guy, but he he got the Colts to be 11-5 and in the playoffs. And maybe if they have another handful of weapons on offense, like, they can actually get something done. Yeah, and th- this game came down to the wire. Like, the the Colts got down a decent little chunk. They were down 24-10. Uh, to 10. And Phillip lead- leads the offense on two back-to-back touchdown drives that lasted about two minutes each, a little less than two minutes each. Yeah. And the Bills just decided they didn't want to play defense at that point. But Which it feels like teams up by more than two scores had a tendency of doing this weekend. Yeah. Absolutely. But yeah, shout, shout out to uh, Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs, the best wide receiver and quarterback duo in the league this year. I'm not arguing. I also, <laughs> I also want to point out Jonathan Taylor just very, very quietly – had 
a year that he's throwing his hat into the ring for Offensive Rookie of the Year. He's not going to win it because of how historic Justin Jefferson and Justin Herbert have been this season. But Jonathan Taylor, I think he was third in rushing yards. And granted, he was significantly behind number one and two, which was Derrick Henry at 2,000 and Dalvin Cook at 1,500 yards. Jonathan Taylor was the only guy to go above 1,100 outside of those two in his rookie season where he didn't even start fully until about week three or four. Uh, this this kid, we knew he was going to be special, and he's, yeah. he started the show that towards the end of, of this season. So cool cool for him. Yeah, big shout out to that. And him and Hines both took off on the ground too. Both about 75-plus yeah. uh, on, the, on the ground. So nice little run game from uh, Indianapolis too. Absolutely. Uh, so going forward, they, they got something nice. Yeah, they do. They just need a wide receiver or two or three, and then they'll you know, be <laughs> able two to or three. actually score. <laughs> yeah, and so I believe uh, Phillip only signed a one year when he signed there, right? Yeah, you got to think he'll probably sign another year because they yeah, were you, too you would good think to so. probably get. They're but, too good to get a one of the top-tier quarterbacks in this draft, so you would think let's keep Phillip one more year, see what we can do. Because the, the team is good enough to do stuff. Again, yeah, and I mean they have Jacoby Brissett. As a backup, nah, and I mean, nah, yeah, nah, I, I don't, nah, like, I'm you would think, learning a little bit from Tom, learning a little bit from Philip, maybe he's your guy, I don't know, but that, that's going to be interesting now, to see what now happens. Now, I will say, this defense has a very strong front seven, if you throw Deshaun Watson in there, mm, hey, 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 just hey. saying, <laughs> just saying, just saying. Yeah, that, that's uh, game two of the weekend, Rams-Seahawks, this was a divisional matchup. There's a lot of animosity between these two teams. Seahawks beat the Rams, I want to say, in week 16 to clinch the division. The Seahawks and Jamal Adams were talking a lot a of lot, stuff. A lot, man. They it, it's hilarious to me that uh, Jamal Adams in his postgame presser lights up a sh- cigar and says we're champions. Of what? You won the division. I, I know in New York you weren't winning. That, that's fine. I understand that. But still. I thought you've been there before. You're not a champion yet. If you're going to light cigars and be happy about division uh, championships, it's a tough road. Yeah, it's certainly going to be a tough road. And with how good the Rams' defense has been pretty much all season, this was going to be a tough game no matter who they were playing, just on scoring points. Yeah. And when you throw a pick six early in the game, Jared Goff has to come back because – Wolford's neck just did not look good after a Jamal Adams hit also. So bringing his name back into the mix. Um, Cam Akers looked fantastic. Absolutely. 131. He looked really, really good. Rookie out of – yeah, another good rookie out of uh, Florida State. He looked phenomenal. You knew this was going to be a rush-heavy game just looking at these two teams the way they've always played. Yeah. Uh, there's no Todd Gurley, but it's the same system. So Cam Akers just filled right in. Uh, Chris Carson on the other side had a pretty decent game himself. The real difference here is Russell Wilson got outplayed by Jared Goff. That's really the difference. Yeah, man. And a lot less uh, passes, too. Goff does about the same thing, just a touchdown less, a few yards less. And not on the ground. But, I mean... Shout out to Goff. He's another one that, like, I've been a Goff hater. I've been a Ram hater. I'll admit it. But we, we did come into the season saying we thought the Rams were going to stink 
stink, 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 like bad. I thought so at least. Yeah, I mean, I, I still kind of think so, but here, here we are. Because I mean, <laughs> into the divisional round and upsetting division winners, we still think the Rams stink. I yeah. love it. <laughs> so it, it's tough, but Russ, I, I don't know. <laughs> like he started the year MVP form, might might get a vote this year. And then the last yeah, uh, and then once like week eight came around, it was yeah. kind of. Kind of pedestrian from him, which is yeah, like really yeah, they're twelve. It's and probably four. like one of the worst stretches in his career that we've kind of seen. Yeah. Um, and I don't think it's going to be a trend. I think that's just kind of the way this season kind of wound up going. Yeah. I, I I think it's really tough to play with a really bad defense. Absolutely. And that's what the Seahawks had for a majority of this year. Absolutely. And eventually, it catches up, and it did. So, Rams win 30-20. to They defeat the Seahawks. We go to the final game of the weekend. Bucks of Saturday. Of football Saturday. team. <laughs> of sa- yeah, yeah. Of <laughs> we're, we're not done yet. <laughs> not even a little bit. Uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers versus the Washington football team. Tom Brady versus equal parts GOAT Taylor Heineke. Heineke? One of the strangest matchups ever just because you have quite literally the best of all time and taylor heineke which no disrespect to him he just hasn't played in two years and he's and, never been anything more than a backup in this league and so a month ago in, he was in college just taking math classes and hasn't been on the football team for more than a month and here he is starting <laughs> starting a playoff game in the wild card round yeah, starting a playoff game in the wild card round against a guy who now, after this game, has more wins against different teams in the playoffs than the next best quarterback has total wins in the playoffs. And the next best quarterback is Joe Montana. <laughs> so, it's not a scrub we're talking about. <laughs> and and let me tell you, Tom Brady looked excellent. He looked Bro. so good in this game i this is as good and i'll be on record to say this this season and like this game is as good of a tom brady as we've ever seen it's he's been that good yeah man i know i know we don't like to talk about it i I know the bucks started wobbly and we didn't we didn't and we said that from the beginning like you gotta give them time it's a new system new players tom's under a new coach like you gotta give him time Especially because he's never been under a new coach before. Exactly, and week by week, they, they show that they're getting better and better. And the last couple weeks, they've been firing on all cylinders, and they brought it into the playoffs too. And the thing is with Tom, he actually has weapons now. Like, yeah, with the Patriots, the you'll give him a little slot receiver. You got Gronk. You, you'll give him something here and there, but you're not really giving him weapons all around the field. He'll just make it happen with what they have. Now look at what you have with him. You got Mike Evans. Well, and I, I want to circle Brown, around like, to that because that the, these weapons that we're talking about are actually the reason that this game was even as close as it was because I want to say there were seven or eight dropped passes in this game by yeah. Bucks players. And I think four of them were for Godwin himself. I'll call him out. I don't care. Yeah, God, Godwin like was Godwin. dropping a lot. And if half of those balls are caught, this is probably a 45. The Bucks probably score 45 points. 
Yeah. And this isn't even a game. Yeah. But the drops kept coming. They weren't at opportune times when they could have scored more. They left a lot of points on the board that should have been touchdowns and turned into field goals or attempted field goals. Left the door open, left the door open. And at the end of this game, Taylor Heineke led two very, very, very impressive drives down the field. Bro, this kid got heart. Kid got heart. And we were talking about it before. That play when he scrambles out, rolls left, Superman dives into the pylon with, like, three defenders coming for his neck. Bro, you got to give respect to this kid. Yeah, that's that's a – to me, that's the I'm playing because I really want this kind of a play. And, you know, you think in the grand scheme of things that that's how everybody is. And it's just not. It's just not. Not everybody's built that way. And that's. Uh, because a lot of people get comfortable. They think they got it on lock. They don't got to really go too hard. Like, they want to win, but it is what it is. But when you see heart, you know what you're looking at. And mm-hmm. Taylor Heineke got it. Yeah, so he's an unrestricted free agent after this season. He's going to get some semblance of real money somewhere to either be a backup, potential starter, and good for him. Uh, Minnesota Vikings legend himself. Mm -hmm. Uh, Shout out to Taylor for that. Um, Also, just want to point out, stop calling out Alabama. Stop calling out Tom Brady. Chase Young comes into this game. Has a pedestrian game. Maybe his worst of the season. Yeah. And, yeah, that's just what happens. That's just what happens. When you, you call those two people it, in particular, mm You can't do it. He only had, like, one tackle on the night, too. He wasn't really getting his Chase Young-type pressure either. Like, you don't call out Tom Brady. Bruce Arian don't said it. it. Be careful what you wish for. Yeah, don't Be don't careful do what it. you wish for. Don't do it. And also, I want to wish that we don't have another – under 500 team hosting a playoff game please <laughs> it'll happen again i know it but, will but please but i will mention this was probably the best under 500 playoff team yeah we, we we've been saying like washington got a good defense and taylor heineke definitely stepped up their offense so it definitely turned out well better. and they have some weapons on offense too i really really like uh terry mclaren obviously he's he's a really good uh young wide receiver and then they got that kid Gibson in the backfield. They have yeah, some Antonio weapons. Gibson, Logan Thomas is pretty dope. Like they have some semblance of a thing. They just need a better O line. They yeah. need a real quarterback. And then if they could figure out their DB situation like fully, mm-hmm. uh, this team is going to be something to look out for. But I think the main thing that they got to do is figure out what's going on up top. Now um, one one thing, uh, switching to the Bucks with DBs, their DBs were looking finicky. They were leaving so yeah. many uh, football team wide receivers wide open. Just blown coverage, yeah. wide open. Not a player in sight for like 10, 15 yards. So they're going to have to work on that moving forward in these playoffs. Cause well, especially because they're going up against Drew Brees next week. So mm-hmm. if they're going to be leaving those wide open, they're going to have a very, very uh, tough time, long week next week. So but and we're going to get into on that in Sunday. a little bit. Yep. Yeah, let's let's move on to Sunday, uh, week or not week game one again <laughs> the best game of the day. Ravens Titans, this one looked like the Titans were just gonna come in because they started off hot, 
They got they're up ten nothing. It looked like they were just gonna put their foot on the gas and not look back. And you and know, then... <laughs> Harbaugh and Lamar Jackson said not this year. Yeah, we're Lamar sick and found of this. some holes, found some daylight, took off. Mm. Mm mm mm. Man. It's been really impressive to me that Lamar Jackson and I've never we've I've never pegged him as a guy that needs to get something done a certain way. But last year he was very through the air and obviously he had a thousand rushing yards yards last year, but he was getting it done through the air. This year it hasn't necessarily been there through the air. So they figured out a way to jerry rig this offense into a three headed monster with Lamar, Gus, and um J.K. Dobbins in the backfield. All three mm-hmm. of those kids are ballers when they yeah. rush the football. And it's just really hard to stop. And so Lamar's only having to throw the ball 20 times a game. He's just making quick, easy kind of completions to get the ball moving that kind of acts like run plays. And this offense has looked, you know, workable in the last couple of weeks. Now today, or yesterday, was actually the worst they've looked since Thanksgiving, I'd probably say. But they figured out a way against a really good Titans scheme. Because the Titans defense is not good. Just throw that out there. They had a great scheme coming into this game to prevent these run plays from, like, killing them. Until they eventually did. Yeah, there, there was a couple that they just they missed a tackle on Lamar. And that <laughs> you, you do that, and you're asking for problems. You're asking for problems, and we we got that glimpse of what Lamar is capable of. Yeah, so big and shout speaking out to of that. game plan, yeah, uh, <laughs> Ravens yeah. coming in and holding Derrick Henry to really, we'll yards. just say under a hundred yards, but he was under fifty yards. It's crazy. And this guy ran for two thousand yards this season, so he's well over a hundred yards a game averaging. You hold him under first game of the playoffs. After last year, you saw what he did in the playoffs. He ran reckless on everybody. Yeah. They came in with a good game plan. They figured it out. He only had 40 yards. The Titans only had 13 points. There's a direct correlation there. And we say it week after week. If you stop Derrick Henry, you can stop the Titans. The Titans are good because of Derrick Henry. Yeah. And if if you manage to stop it, like Tannehill had a decent game. Like I'm not mad at what Tannehill did, but if you're just one dimensional, you're not gonna make it happen. Well, and then not just one dimensional, but you can have a not so great game if you're Derrick Henry. If you're still getting it done when it needs to be, he could have had his 18 rushes for 40 yards if six of those rushes were for first downs and one was for a touchdown. And, and the but thing they is, only I had believe one rushing first, first down oh, in this game, and it was from Ryan Tannehill. It, yeah, that's what I was exactly about to say, and that was on a QB sneak. <laughs> on, like, on a fourth down. Yeah, fourth and one. So, so you weren't even getting those clutch runs from Derrick Henry to keep a drive alive. No, and that that's where this game really got out of hand, that it, the ball had to be put in Ryan Tannehill's hands, and there wasn't an option. Yeah. And then when, late when game, you have when, when you have to worry about both, that's when Tannehill becomes dangerous. But exactly. when you can sit back in coverage on certain plays, it's going to be tough. And you know the Titans got exposed. And then late game when uh, we it looks like the Titans are going to drive, maybe tie up the game, do do something. Marcus Peters gets a pick, 
And we see the most warranted but most disrespectful <laughs> act in football when they just start dancing and stomping and sliding and spinning the ball all over the Titans logo. And Yeah, this, this was like when in the movies when the, the nerdy kid is getting just beaten senseless in the locker room. It felt like that, but the logo was the nerdy kid. <laughs> and it's warranted it because a couple of weeks ago before uh, the game, the Titans were just chilling on the Raven shield on on the 50 doing all that again hype and they, they almost fought before the game they, they chilled out a little bit Harbaugh was uh uh chirping at some players and all that so they they definitely got the last laugh so shout out to that shout out to Baltimore <laughs> yeah shout out to Lamar Jackson to his first ever postseason win it was his third attempt it um you you would have felt that if he didn't get it this year that there would have been some very serious doubts, not in the organization or for Lamar himself, but yeah. just in in the idea of the league where it's like, oh, he's just beatable. Like, yeah, he's going to do all this and do all that in the regular season, and he'll have his big plays. And, and that's fine. Go ahead. But he's beatable. And, you know, he said, hold on, hold on, hold on. Am I? And we'll find out next week if he really is. <laughs> Game number five. Bears, New Orleans, this game was boring. I'll just yeah. say it. Very, very boring. Now, boring. it was boring if you watched it on the regular telecast on CBS. But this, is true. this game was not only broadcasted on CBS, but on Nickelodeon. We had Slime, we had SpongeBob, we had all, the whole crew, and it was cool. It, it was definitely yeah. the best part we, of this we game. We came in... Th- we came into this game knowing that it was going to be a Nickelodeon-hosted event for if you chose to watch it there, and we didn't really know what to expect. We knew there was going to be slime, and there's going to be references, and there's going to be very explaining the game of football, which they did do a lot of, and I appreciate that. They did a really good job network. of it, too. They did a really good job at not just explaining football, but comparing it to the things on Nickelodeon, and they didn't just do it to promo those shows. They did it to make it easy for kids to understand what's happening yeah and it genuinely felt like if you watched this game and didn't know anything about football or only a little bit and you were a kid that you came away learning something absolutely Absolutely. and then not you know outside of learning something it was just fun there they had the player comparisons it was like dynamic duo spongebob and patrick and Taysom hill and drew Brees, <laughs> and they were showing comparisons constantly throughout the game they had like alvin, alvin and camara and alvin and the chipmunk yeah. <laughs> like and it, it was just cool stuff they had a bunch of like little uh animations and stuff going on with the players too for highlights and then if you score the a red touchdown zone like you the get slime in the slime zone, zone they blast the slime cannons so it was really cool. I, I really enjoyed it. I watched the majority of the game for what I did watch because it was just a very, very boring game. Up until the literal last second of the game, it was 21-3. to And then Jimmy Graham scores a touchdown with no time on the clock. And there was a tunnel right behind the end zone. And he was gone. Sprints through. He, he, he got up and just gone. <laughs> and that, that described the game. Yeah, it was just it, like it really that. The, the Saints came in. They win, they're gone. On to the next one. Yeah, a boring game. Shout out to Nickelodeon for 
actually doing a pretty decent job. It could have been really bad. Also, I want to say the Nickelodeon Valuable Player Award going to Mitch Trubisky strictly for the bit. The fact that we were able to use social media and say we're voting for Trubisky just so that he can have a award so that when we compare him to Deshaun Jackson and Patrick Mahomes in the future, that he has something. We're, we're so Priceless. wholesome. Priceless. It's so wholesome. You got to love it. Because the Bears had three points going into the last literal second of the game, but you gave the MVP to, to that quarterback. That's amazing. If that's not a bit, then I don't know what is. Yeah, and if that's not a good bit, then I don't know what I don't know. What it is. And I really hope that we uh, get more stuff like this Nickelodeon broadcast. Because I'd rather have it though. I I was a little disappointed that they brought it in as a playoff game. I wish that this was brought in every week as like you pick a game. Yeah, and here it is. But I or guess like they the wanted Thursday to night football. They put, put it, it as at like a high velocity type game, in a sense. So if you're introducing it to kids, you're getting, quote-unquote, a good game, a good playoff game, didn't turn out that way. But that was probably the thinking behind it. Yeah, and interesting thing, too, now, is you're going to see a lot of younger kids probably become Saints fans. Yeah. Because this this may or may not be their first football game that they, like, actually watched and, like, learned from and, like, enjoyed. Yeah, absolutely. Kind of cool little things like that work. Uh, yep. The last game of the weekend was Corvette, Corvette. just the oddest game in the world. You have the Cleveland, I haven't won a playoff game in 26 years, versus the Pittsburgh TikTokers. Mm-hmm. And it lived up to the hype. It certainly did. Uh, you come out, first play of the game, <laughs> terrible snap over Big Ben's head. Touchdown, Cleveland. They really went Cleveland steamer and just rolled through the rest of the half. Go yeah. into the half, up 35-10. to 10. <laughs> Just ridiculous. <laughs> Absolutely ridiculous. And then the more ridiculous part is that they come out after the half, up 35-10, to 10, and all of a sudden, here come the Steelers. The Steelers score 20 unanswered points. For no reason. Yeah, you think it's going to happen. You think the Browns it are going to It looks Brown. like it's going to happen. It, it really looked like it was going to happen. And then on a fourth down play, <laughs> Pittsburgh decides to punt it. It, it was fourth and down. one. They try to fake punt, quote-unquote, draw them off sides. They take the delay a game penalty and then kick it. When you're down and all then, these like, points, game's not going for you. You have the momentum on your side pretty much and just get that yard just get that and yard. you don't do it why so you give it back to cleveland nick chubb does what nick chubb does and dominates in the fourth quarter he's mm-hmm. just better than you in the fourth quarter he breaks off for like a four, 30 or 40 yard touchdown i don't remember exactly how far it was 40 yard touchdown and that pretty much ices the game at that point they go up 42 to 23 somehow to get two more field goals in the mix i don't really know how that happened the game was over claypool ends up getting two fourth quarter touchdowns but they're both 
essentially garbage time. Like they were still trying to get back into it, but it was it was pretty much dead at that point. Yeah. But yeah, this this was the ultimate stop running your mouth kind of a game. Cleveland went and they beat Pittsburgh last week in a game that Pittsburgh very easily could have won in a game that if they did win, Cleveland wouldn't be in the playoffs. I've said this before on on the show in person. If you're a division rival and you are playing a team that if they win, they get into the playoffs, you better beat them. Because if you don't beat them, they are going to play you in a week or two, and they are going to beat you. Yep. It happens every single time. It's crazy. Every time. And and Juju decides he wants to give the Browns some extra talk, too. He, in a post-game presser, Browns they're are asking Browns, about him. Browns are going to Browns, sir. The Browns is the Browns. All right, yeah. And, and now look. <laughs> now, now look at you. Down bad. Corvette, Corvette. Everybody go and follow him on TikTok. You don't deserve it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, just just wild. But I mean, him and Claypool both had good games, and those are the TikTokers. But it's easy to have a good game when you're down 28-3. Now listen and to the big stat ben, line yeah, you, from yeah, Big Ben. Let him know. Let the him man know. throws the ball. 68 times. 68 times. 47 completions. 45. 501 yards, four touchdowns, and wait for it, wait for it, four interceptions. (laughs) Crazy. It stinks, don't it? What's the LeBron thing? (laughs) Uh, It stinks. stinks. (laughs) Don't it. So. If you're throwing the ball 68 times in the game, that means you probably weren't winning most of the game, which means you probably wind up losing. That's the way I've always seen it. That's the way it goes. Four interceptions and a fumble. Don't forget that fumble. Yeah. That's now, the now the only defense I'll give Ben is most of the interceptions were tipped, but that still don't mean nothing. <laughs> Terrible. <laughs> Terrible towels. Terrible. So, yeah, so that that's that's pretty much the wrap up on the weekend. Uh, for me, the big winner, it, it's two really obvious big winners. It's the Buffalo Bills and the Cleveland Browns. Both teams have yep. not won playoff games in a very long time. I mentioned it earlier. The Browns, twenty six years. I don't remember how long. Twenty five for the Bills. Bills. So pretty much the same time. And neither team had been to the playoffs in a good amount of time before this either. Yeah. Or the Bills did last year, but they haven't won the division. Um, this, this is a really big weekend for those two organizations who are historically known to be good organizations. That's the crazy part. They have great fan bases that have stayed with them through all the nonsense. <laughs> They're loyal. They are very loyal. And I'm happy for all those fans that finally got that little glimmer of joy this weekend. And they Cleveland definitely goes have in. a bright future on both sides. Oh, for sure, for sure. And I, you got to think, Cleveland doesn't have Odell, right? That's a that's the crazy part about all. That's this. A, as much as you may or may not like Odell, they're not better without him. They're just not. I don't care what you think. I don't care what you're saying. They are not better without their best wide receiver. Facts. So, 
But shout out to those two teams. Let's look up into this coming week's schedule now. Since all the games have been played, we know who's going to be playing who. I don't know if we know the times for it yet. We do. We may or may not. Well, we do. Look at that. Look yep, at that. We do. We got it all we set got, and ready. Mm-hmm. Two doubleheaders. Starting off with the Rams and the Packers. I have no idea what to think about this game. Aaron Rodgers is likely the MVP of this league. But the Rams have as good of a defense as we have seen in a very long time. Yeah. I actually think the Rams come in and win this game. Really? I do. I do. Hmm. I don't know why. Okay. But that's how I feel. Again, we say it every week. I, I still don't believe in the Rams, and I'm going to keep on not believing in the Rams until they win the Super Bowl this year. <laughs> so I'm, I'm going to ride with the Packers. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. Ravens Bills. That's a fun one on Saturday. This, this night is one that I don't o'clock. know what to expect from. Like, see, and I'm the opposite on this. Okay. <laughs> I know what to. I know what to expect here. The Ravens are going to go down early because the Bills' offense is really, really good, mm-hmm. and the Ravens are going to have to eventually start playing the ball through the air. And once that part of the game happens, this game will get out of reach. Yeah. That's how I'm feeling. Bills by ninety. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm no, expecting Bills a big by game 10. from Lamar. Uh, I think the Ravens definitely show up, but <sighs> Diggs and Allen. What more can you say? Yeah, honestly, like I'm, I'm, I'm riding with them. So yeah, I am uh, too. I got them. Over I the Ravens. am as well. And then we slide over to Sunday. Browns, Chiefs. This one is weird. Just because the Browns are coming off a very high high. They got their and, first playoff win in a long time. And if they bring that time. high with them and do exactly what they did, they could win. Now, do I think that's going to happen? No. I think What Mahomes I'll say is, if and- they turn the Chiefs over... Like they did the Pittsburgh Steelers, they win this game. And the Chiefs have shown they're very turnoverable <laughs> this year. <laughs> so it, it's possible. It's very. But I don't possible. think you're picking. I don't think you're picking off Mahomes more than once. If you even get the one out of him, I, I think they can with, get one, maybe even two. But I again, so. like I you're so. you're getting arrested, Mahomes as well. You're getting arrested to uh, Tariq Hill. The whole rest. And not of the just game one week. Too. This is really two weeks. Yeah. So You're I right. don't I don't think that there's really any doubt. I think that this is one of those games that the Browns are going to be a fun pick for Vegas just because they looked good and because the Chiefs haven't played and it's easy to forget. But the yeah. Kansas City Chiefs are the best team in football. They're going to show that they're the best team in football and they're going to they're going to cover this minus 10 spread that they have, I think. Now, if um like I said, if the Browns carry over uh, what they did, it's going to be a shootout. And we're going to get a nice little Texas Tech Oklahoma shootout from back in the day with Baker yeah. and Mahomes going for about we 5,000 yards through the air. So get ready for that. This is going to be a shootout. Was that that game was like, what, 77 to 70 or something? Bro, they literally both had almost like four or 500 yards each. Yeah. Maybe even more. I might be capping. Oh, I remember. So I remember. I'm hyped for this game. It's going to be fun. 
And I really hope the Browns come out on all cylinders. I don't think they will. I'm going Chiefs. I I don't think they will either. I'm going with the Chiefs too. But if they they do, mm -mm -mm. it's going to be fun. Now this next game. And then the the true fun game of the the trilogy. The third of the year. This time, Tom is actually with the team and actually understanding. This time, they have Antonio Brown, too. They did not have him earlier on. Also, Antonio Brown has four touchdowns in his last five games. Let's not let's not blink past that. Yeah. The exactly. Tampa Bay Bucks also back in the playoffs for the first time in a long time, go against the people who have been here before. They have done it before. Not a Minnesota Viking in sight. They can take a deep <laughs> breath for once. New Orleans Saints. <laughs> this game is going to be really, really good because the, the old saying goes, it's really hard to beat a team three times. Yeah. Particularly when the team is significantly different coming in to the third match. That, that's the thing. Like, they're nowhere close to what they were week one. I don't remember what week they played for the second time, but they're nowhere close to that either. They are literally a completely different team. And I don't think the Saints are ready for it. I don't know what to think about the Saints because I'm not going to ever doubt their coaching at this point in time. That, that's a fact. I've seen too much. I know too much. Mm-hmm. But... He's seen but I do, <laughs> I I've seen them all, <laughs> but I do believe that the Saints are going to show up, and that this is going to turn into who can get the job done at the end of the day. And there is nobody in the history of this league that has shown up more when their team needs them than Tom Brady. Yeah, I don't know if that means they're going to win this game. I'm just saying that 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 is what it is. I definitely think this is a one-possession game at the finish. Comes down to the wire. Whoever has the ball last is probably gonna win. That that's that's what I'm going with. I I don't think either side is gonna dominate too much, but I definitely think it's gonna come down to a game-winning drive. Yeah, New Orleans coming in as three-point favorites. Um, I'm probably going to take the, the Bucks on that line. I actually think this turns into like a one or two point game either yeah. way. And I do think that the winner of this game eventually goes to the Super Bowl. That's my that's my prediction here. I'm not mad at that. I'm not mad at that. And the thing is, we, we get the two goats going at it. So this is yeah, just, the, this the is two great. goats. These are the two, and, and I think in both of our opinions at this point, these are the two best quarterbacks of all time. Yeah, I mean... And then you have the third in the other game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> With Aaron Rodgers. So, we have really good stuff going on. And then, actually, I lied. You have the second and third best quarterback of all time in this game, the fourth in that Packers game, and the best in that Browns game. <laughs> you can decide who it is of those two. Baker Mayfield? <laughs> <laughs> you can decide. Yeah. It's Jarvis Landry, folks. It's Jarvis Landry. <laughs> Let's go. The best QBR of all time. Want Let's that to go. be thrown out there. Um, but yeah, I, so. I really enjoyed the super wild card uh, weekend matchups we had, all six of them. But this divisional round, we got some spicy ones too, man. Yeah, these are these are the good games. And I am certainly excited for pretty much all of them. 
it's you do get a little bit of a break it's not six straight games it's only four straight they're a little bit later in the day you can wake up you can eat your breakfast you can have a beer and then watch the game instead of that first beer being with the game i really like that the sunday primetime game with the buck saints to end the weekend starts at 6 40 so that's a nice one that is nice too not too late yeah we won't get that 8 15 start on sunday night football so a big shout out. But we do get that on Saturday, if, though. <laughs> yeah, we do get it on Saturday, which is fine. Saturdays are late days anyway for everybody. Yeah. But thank you guys so much for listening. Let us know your predictions for the divisional round. Who you think is going to win? Who you think is going to play well? And who your next Nickelodeon MVP will eventually be in the coming years? Who's going to get slime timed? It's certainly not going to be me or Brooklyn. We don't deserve that. <laughs> but we'll do it if you want us to. Somebody call up Nickelodeon. We're there. Somebody call up Mr. Nickelodeon and tell us, tell him to slime us. The man himself. Oh, oh, pause. Ayo, ayo. Come we're out of here. Go, go check us out at underscore the spectators. <laughs> Instagram, Twitter. Subscribe on YouTube. We got some videos out for you guys. Some vlogs. Some more coming. Yeah, check it out. Show some love. We appreciate you. Have a good one, everybody. Later, everybody.